We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Today, I want to talk to you, like, I want to have a daddy, a daddy talk with you. You know, as the decade is closing like this, we have to, I, I, don't, I don't stop praying about you. I don't stop praying for you. I don't stop thinking about you. I don't stop thinking about what you do. And, you know, and as we pray about you, a lot of things come to my spirit. I want to share, share that with you this Sunday and next Sunday. I want to talk to you not as a pastor now. I want to talk to you like your friend. I want to talk to you like your brother, your big uncle. I want to talk to you as a father, if you will permit me. Um, what I have done in the last 10 years is to introduce your Jesus to you. That's what God has called me to do, to introduce God to you, nothing else. There's only one reason why we are here. We are here because we want to be like Jesus. That's why we're here. But however, there are certain things that you will do that will turn God against you. And, I don't, and, I, and so there's a certain way I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want you to live next year. There are certain things that you have done this year, this decade, I don't want you to carry over to next year or next decade. And there are two things, but I will start with the first one in this service, this Sunday. The first one is disobedience. There are things that hinders a man's prayer. There are things that hinders a family's prayer. And I'm talking you heart to heart here. There are certain things you must understand about your God. And it's important that you do. Isaiah chapter 59, the Bible says from verse 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. The Lord's hand is not shortened. It says, but that the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. It means that there's a way you will live your life. It will look as if God cannot save you. There's a way you live your life. It will look as if God cannot hear your prayers. It says, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Sometimes there's a way you will live your life. It looks as if God cannot hear your prayers. But the Bible says, but your iniquities, your sins have separated you from your God. I love what it says there. It says your God. And your sins have hidden his face. Your sins have hidden his face from you. So there are certain things that you, there are certain ways you will live your life that will hide God's face. You know the most popular prayers, the most priestly prayers in the Bible is that prayer in Numbers, is that the Lord will cause his face to what? To shine upon you. Every time, every time you perpetually live a life of disobedience, a wall comes up spiritually between you and your heavenly father. I say, Father, I want you to know that that is a spiritual fact. And I do not want you to live in ignorance and live in such a way that you think that, you know what, it doesn't matter. God loves everyone. True. But there are certain things that rubs God off on the wrong side. We're talking heart to heart here. I want you to be mindful of such behaviors. So, 
Disobedience. And, and so what does that mean? You will cry out to God, we ask God this and that, we want our prayers to be heard, but because of you know, unrepentant disobedience, unrepentant sin, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. David had a patch like that once upon a time in his life, and he said that, he said the heaven, that's how he described it, he said the heaven is like brass. In other words, it doesn't matter what he did, it doesn't matter how much he prayed, there's just no answer. There's no breakthrough. It's not a good place to be. It's not. We cry out, God, what is the problem? Can you see here us? Lord, have you gone deaf? But the Bible says sin, iniquity, disobedience. What is disobedience? Not living in the truth that you believe. It's one thing not to know. When you don't know, then we say it's a period of ignorance. Ignorance can be forgiven. And ignorance can be empowered. So, but what we are talking about here is, you know the truth, but you opt to live a contrary lifestyle. You choose against what you know is true. Now, that's what the Bible classifies as disobedience, sin, or iniquity. And it says this behavior, they put a wall between you and your heavenly father. So sin is a wall, period. Sin brings spiritual separation. And there are people who have experienced that. There are people who have experienced that. So you see that in Joshua chapter 7 from 11 to 12, you know the story in the Bible. I won't go, in, go, go into it. Read it yourself. You know, the Bible says that they went, the people of Israel, they were confronted with a huge problem. A huge, they were faced a huge barrier. They went to enter their promised land. And Jericho was there, a highly fortified city. And God gave them a word. And God gave them a word. Sent a pastor to them. And they received the message. And the Bible says, the instruments that God used to give them that victory was a very simple instruction, simple divine instruction. Walk around, it, walk around the city seven times. Once a day, on the seventh day, walk around it seven days, and then with a loud voice, see what I will do. And they did just that. And then after that, the Bible, God told them, listen, before your next battle, right, I don't want you to take anything in this particular city. Everything is consecrated to me. Don't touch it. Simple instruction. But there was a block. This block said, oh, wow, you know what? Yeah, God loves the chef. God loves, God, God loves like nice things. I mean, are you sure, pastor? You know, pastor can be funny at times. Sometimes I'm not sure pastor hears from God. How can he tell us to live this kind of God? Look at God. Look at God. Look at prosperity. And then he took one. He didn't just take one. He took one for himself and his family. And the Bible said, he hid that treasure. Simple instruction. Our test is in our obedience to simple instruction. So the Bible says in Joshua 7 verse 11, Israel had sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have taken of their cursed thing and have both stolen and deceived You steal, you deceive, you lie. For some, throughout this last decade, 
stealing, deceiving, deception, and lying was just a natural, natural thing to do. Natural thing to do. And they have put it even among their own stuff. Look at verse 12. It says, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. He said, neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy, unless you have a change of heart. He said, neither, I won't be with you anymore. So he no longer fights their battles for them. He no longer gives them strength. He refused to give them direction and he refused to hear their prayers. So disobedience puts a wall. Disobedience is not living according to the truth that you believe. Disobedience is not living according to the truth that you believe. You know what you believe. And you know what is true. And you know what is true of the gospel of Jesus. So, choosing against the truth that you know of the gospel of Jesus is disobedience. That hurts. That hurts. Not me. I'm not Jesus. I'm on your side. But that hurts God. That hurts your God. Your God has feeling and your God can hurt. There is a competition for your soul going on. There's a competition between light and darkness. And we are the judge. And the Bible says that heaven rejoices. And, the heaven, and God tells the devil in your face. I told you they are made in my own image. Can't touch them. But every time you choose or decide to walk against the truth that you belong to, Satan rejoices. I told you they are not worth it. I told you you died in vain. You wasted that. You wasted Jesus' life for nothing. They don't deserve it. Look at them. Look at them. They are mine. They are mine. They don't believe you. But every time you change your heart and someone comes to Christ, heaven rejoices. Angels rejoice. And say, I told you, the blood counts. The blood works. Look at redemption. But when you then come into a faith, are you then perpetually consistent deliberately walk against the truth that you have received and believe at some point God will say you know what I've had enough I'm not going to hear your prayers I don't want you to find yourself at any point in the next decade in a position where God himself says I'm not going to hear your prayers God does have grace, you know. He will walk with you. He will walk with you. He will deal with you. He will bring conviction to you. He will send a message to you. He will send a messenger to you. He will send a sermon to you like you're hearing right now. But at some point, at some point, even God will draw the line. 
But what bothers me though is that when God says enough is enough, I can't do it. You know, we are made in the image of God. And sometimes we say enough is enough, don't we? I wonder where we got it from. Have you asked yourself? Have you asked yourself? This friend offended you the first time you say sorry. You say, okay, no problem. Second time the friend says sorry, no problem. Third time his friend says sorry, say no problem. But the fourth time the friend calls, you say, I'm not picking up your phone call. No offense. I wonder where we got that nature from. I'll tell you where. From our Father in heaven. But what bothers me is that when God says enough is enough, he won't tell you. He won't tell you. And you stand the risk of going through life with business as usual. Oh, I'll just leave my kids at home and dash to the shop and expect that my home will still be intact. Oh, I'll just take this train ride and go to work and come back knowing fully well that um, my house will still be where I left it. Oh, I'll just leave my kids with the nanny and then go to work and come back knowing fully well that my kids will be okay when I get back. When God says enough is enough, he won't tell you. Have you forgotten the story of Samson? When God said enough is enough, God didn't tell him. The man looked at his muscles and said, ah, same as yesterday. Look at his hair, say, oh, same as yesterday. Look at his body, say, same as yesterday. And he told himself, I will arise and go with this strength of mine and do what I did yesterday and get the result of yesterday. And the devil said, bravo, go. Proverbs 15, verse 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. You know, when, we, when God says enough, we will know. Go about our business where we follow our own self-interest. You know why? Because the house doesn't get burnt down that day. And then we stand the risk of thinking, you know what, I got away with it. You come back, things look the same. Oh, it wasn't that bad. You try again the next week. It becomes a perpetual habit. This is your lifestyle now. But you are a child of light. You gave your life to Christ. You're the child of light. You are not like, you are special. You are in the camp of Jesus. And then you do the same thing. And then you, 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 you so you, you, if you constantly choose against the truth that you know, because the house won't get burned down into a day. It looks as if everything is the same. And then you go on, with them, with them just carry on. Go to work, come back, take the train, take the bus, take our crystal school. And then one day, crisis hits. All of a sudden, you find that you are not as strong as you used to be. This same challenge, if it was five years ago, ten years ago, my goodness, you would have had, you, you had enough in you to come out of it. But here you are right now, what, what you are going through is, not, is nothing compared to what you've been through before, but yet you can't come out of it. You are struggling. Someone said the same thing to you ten years ago, you brushed it off. I said, no skin off my nose. I know who I am in Christ. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. 
And now someone called you a name. All of a sudden, you can't go past it. All of a sudden, you are stuck. You can't shake it off. You can't shake it off. Maybe it's five years ago you were, maybe five years ago, maybe five years ago you were, you, were, you, were, you were able to hold your faith in between contracts. First month, second month, your story was the same. You believed God until you had a breakthrough. But here you are right now. Only one rejection from one interview. You think your whole world is gone. All of a sudden you are struggling. Because when God said, I've had enough, he won't tell you. It's the crisis of life that tells you, mate, there is no one behind you. It's crisis that announces the departure of God from your side. So, as your pastor, I don't want you to, I want to understand that God too can say enough is enough. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be disobedient to God in any way next year and throughout the next decade. God is still God. God is on his throne. He's still in power. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 15 says, and when you spread forth your hands, Isaiah 15, let's read it together. Not very comfortable, but Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 15. Bring it up if you can. It says, and when you spread forth, okay, let's read together. One, two, go. And when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear you. For your hands are full of blood. In other words, you say, oh, Lord, help me. They say, I'll hide my face. Say, even though you make many prayers, many prayers, even though you make many prayers, they say, I will not hear. Isn't that amazing in the midst of the love of God, in the midst of the sacrificial life of Christ that gave us grace? That scripture is saying, that scripture is saying in the Bible we just read. Should that not bother you? It bothers me. So just as a father and a friend to many of you, I thought you share that with you. As we close this year, and close this decade. There are certain things I don't want you to carry across to next year as far as your relationship with your God is concerned. Praise the Lord. Rise to your feet and let us pray. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.